can you believe it's 2022? 2022. I remember when it was like 2000, it was like, right, hold on, this is, it's going too far here. We're 20 years later, plus two. Yous are all older, uglier. <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> but you know what? Life goes by so fast, doesn't it? Help me out tonight. Doesn't it go by so fast? It's shocking how fast it can go at times. You know, it does seem like yesterday, well, to me anyway, that this whole, like, coronavirus thing, the pandemic, the epidemic, whatever you want to call it, first hit our little nation, and we quickly went into lockdown. And since then, the time has literally just went like that. It's just flown in. And you know what? There isn't one of us here that could have foreseen or foretold what has taken place over the last two years. Not one of us could have foreseen this pandemic that came in, in truth, literally out of nowhere. It came into our lives like a bolt of lightning. There it was. One day it wasn't here. The next day it was here. And you know what? It's truly, it truly has been a, a years, two years now of new challenges for all of us. And it has affected in every single area of our lives. You know, I know that it brought new challenges into your families. I know that it brought new challenges with your children, with your parents, with your grandparents, those you look after, those you care for, and many who we love and cherish. It affected our homes and our jobs and our relationships, even our worshiping together as the family of God here at Glenmachan and many churches all over this nation. It left some of us maybe feeling isolated, feeling lonely, maybe feeling afraid. There was a sense of fear in the air around it. Well, didn't you feel it at times? That fear, that panic, that dread. You know, it wreaked havoc on our economy, our education, our schools, our colleges, our universities. It has affected our lives more than anyone could have predicted or imagined. And we now have what many call or we're calling this new normal. But you know what? There's nothing normal about it. There's nothing normal about it at all. It has, without any doubt, affected our lives in ways that I, in my own lifetime, could never have imagined. I can't believe we're standing two years down the line of this pandemic and what we've all just been through. Many lost their jobs and many lost a lot more. Some of us couldn't be with our friends as they got married. Some of us couldn't even be with our loved ones to remember friends or family members who passed away. A new normal, but a hard one to take at times. Things were put in place to stop the spread of this new threat to our very lives. And most of us, we just got on with it. We just lived with it. We, we dealt with it and we went about our business as best as we could. What else could we do? We did what was asked of us. Well, most of us did. And we carried on doing the best we could despite these strange circumstances. I, I don't want to ever hear the word unprecedented again. Anyone else sick of hearing that? 
But it has been two years of the unprecedented, of the never seen before, and hopefully the never to be seen again. I personally do not want the last two years to ever happen again in my lifetime. I don't want that. I'll be honest, I didn't particularly enjoy it. You all know me. I love being with people. I love being able to get a hug and a kiss, and that's just off the men. We tried the Zoom thing. We tried the phone. It's, it's not the same. Sure, it's not. And it's been two years since I've had a hug. I'm dying for a hug. <laughs> it has been a year that many, as I've said, including myself, I would like to forget and never revisit. But you know what? It will live on in our memories for many years to come. It will be talked about and studied for generations if the Lord allows this decade, these years, I don't know how much longer this is going to go on for, but this will be remembered as the time that a new virus spread all over our globe, when our lives changed. This period of time that unleashed the deadliest virus that humanity had had to deal with in many decades. I know there's been worse. No city or nation was immune to it. It brought with it sickness and death wherever it went. It challenged everyone who came into contact with it. And it's still at work today, right now in homes and hospitals all over the world. No country, no government could have prepared for what came at the beginning of 2020. And I do feel sorry and I pray and I want you to pray for those who still have to make the big decisions because it's not easy. And just be glad, you be glad that it's not me making the decisions. And I'm glad that it's not me. The past few years have been difficult, yes, it was hard. It was tough going at times. It could be a trying time. Maybe at times it was emotionally draining. The isolation, the not being near friends, the not being with family, the not being at church. Many of you have come through things that you never thought you would have had. You never would have. Situations, circumstances that you never thought would come your way. On top of what the virus brought into your lives, we still had to deal with all the usual ups and downs of life the heartbreak and the grief that that can bring, the sorrow and pain that can come out of nowhere, the dark times that we thought would never come to an end. And I know some of us cried at times, prayed hard at times, wondering and maybe even questioning where God was through all this. Lord, will it ever end? Maybe even questioning and having that slight doubt, has the Lord left us or forgotten us? Many of us prayed fervently, hoping that he would hear us and come to the rescue, that he would put an end to all our troubles and fears, that he would bring the peace that passes all understanding right into the middle of our situation, right into the very center of our lives. And you know what? He did. He did. And he still does. Am I right? Can you say amen to that? He still brings that peace. Over and over and over again. The peace that passes all our understanding and all our comprehension. Perhaps you thought at times that we would never get to the end of us, that you couldn't see the end for looking. And it's still not over. But I want to give you some good news tonight. I want to give you some good news to take with you. God is still God, and God is still faithful. Faithful. Can you say faithful? Say God is still faithful. You can say it better than that. Come on, say it. 
Do you believe it? Jesus is still ruling and he's still reigning over all. All authority still belongs to him and to him alone. No one or no thing, not even coronavirus, has taken that from him. He is still king of kings and lord of lords. He is still the great I am. The wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father and the prince of peace. And of his government, there is no end in sight. He's the beginning and the end, the captain of our salvation, the anchor, sure and steadfast, and the solid rock on which we stand. His government is still fully operational, more than it can say for Stormont. <laughs> and that has not changed. God's government is still operational. His kingdom is still fully functional, and we are still citizens of that kingdom. We are ambassadors of Jesus Christ. Do you know that? You're an ambassador of the kingdom of God. We are loyal subjects of his forever kingdom. He is still Lord. He is still in control. He is still sovereign over all. We sing it all the time. He is sovereign over us, over every tribe, over every nation, and over every situation. He still oversees the seasons and the changes. He still holds the universe in the palms of his hands. He hasn't dropped it. He hasn't let it go. He is still holding each and every one of us. He has you. Brother and sister, he has you. He sees and he knows because he's Jesus. He is your friend and your savior. The very begotten son of God, he is still faithful. He has always been faithful and he will always be faithful. In every season, in every change, in every trial, in every situation, through every storm, through all the wind and the waves that come against you, in the fire, in the flood, on the mountaintop, and in the deepest, darkest valley that you could ever imagine, there he is holding you. And he never lets you go. He never lets you go. He will not let go of your hand. He will hold it tight and take you through whatever it is that has come into your world. When it feels like your world is falling apart and crumbling to dust all around you, I can tell you tonight that God is still faithful. He is still faithful. If there's one thing that I'm sure of this evening, church, I'm going to say it again. God is still faithful. He's faithful and he is dependable. He cannot lie. He will never break a promise. And his faithfulness is being displayed right now, today, right now in your life. And tomorrow will be no different. Why? Because he doesn't change. He's not like us mere mortals. He's not like humanity. There is no shadow of turning in him. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He is with you today, and he will be with you tomorrow. And church, you know, the incredible truth for us is that this faithfulness this never-changing faithfulness of God is displayed in every page of our scriptures. I've entitled this tonight, Two Faithful Witnesses, The Word and the Walk. And I want to talk about the Word for a second. The faithfulness of our God is plain to see, plain to read, plain for all of you in every verse, every chapter, and every book of the Bible that we all love so much. You know that every word speaks the truth of the unchanging faithfulness of God in Christ. Every story you find in there, every narrative, every recorded event 
is covered with the truth that he is faithful. You cannot escape it. It's right there in the word of God. It's found on every page and in every character. But not only do we get to read about it in his word, which is an amazing blessing and comfort to us all, but we also get to experience it for ourselves in our own lives. We don't have to just rely on the stories and the accounts we read in the Word of God. We actually get to live out the faithfulness of God in our own lives. We get to enjoy and delight in the faithfulness of God. We get to watch the faithfulness of God at work in our everyday lives as we journey with Him. Church, that's an incredible privilege. That's an amazing truth tonight, to taste the faithfulness of God, to see the faithfulness of God in your own life. And church, doesn't it taste better than anything that we'll ever eat? Doesn't it look better than anything we'll ever see? It, satisf it satisfies and it brings life. It sustains and it upholds us. It nourishes us and it gives us everything that we need. I know you've all seen it in Scripture. I know you all know your Bibles, but I also know that you've seen God's faithfulness in your own life. Will you stick up your hand tonight if you've seen God's faithfulness in your life? Who can testify to God's faithfulness? I know I'm right tonight. I know you've seen it. All we need to do is look, look back over two years, over five years, over ten years. Over all the years that you've been alive and breathing, has God been faithful to you? Has he ever failed you? No. Has he ever broken a promise? No, just look back and see. That's all I'm asking you tonight. Just look back and see. And if perhaps you are questioning his faithfulness, as I'll admit I've done many times in my life, can I ask you, just look back and see what God has done for you. It is easy to forget, but we can't forget because he's been faithful and he will always be faithful. Look, can we do just a study for a few moments? Is that okay? Just a little tiny bit of Bible study. The Old Testament, the Hebrew Bible, speaks over and over again of the faithfulness of God, of Yahweh, of the one true God of Israel. We learn from the incredible stories and events that he never, ever breaks his promises and he never lets his people down. And then the New Testament comes along and it gives us a fresh revelation of his faithfulness because God comes to us, to the world, in the incredible story that we heard so much about throughout the Christmas period, the incarnation. What do we learn from the incarnation? That he is Emmanuel. What does Emmanuel mean? God with us. God with us. What a truth to hear in these strange and difficult times. A story of healing, hope, and of perfect peace. God manifest in the flesh, tabernacled among us. The eternal spirit, the Father wrapped in skin and bone, Church, I'll never get my head around it, but I believe it to be true. A little later, I simply want to share some passages from the Scriptures that speak to us concerning God's trustworthiness, His loyalty, and His never-ending faithfulness. You will know them, but I want you to hear them uh, this evening, and I want you to go away believing them. Perhaps, like me, as I've said, at times you forget the character of God, and you need to be reminded that He is faithful. I simply had a look at what our English word means as a starting point. What does faithful mean? It means to be steadfast in affection 
or allegiance. It means to be firm in adherence to promises or in observance of duty. It means to be given with strong assurance. It has the sense of a binding. And fourthly, it means to be true to the facts, to your standard or an original. And you know what? The first three meanings there really do give us a good starting point as a foundation in understanding the faithfulness of God. Listen to the beginning. All three give us a perfect representation of God's character and his very being. Steadfast in affection, firm in adherence to promises, and given with strong assurance. You know what? It's God's nature to be faithful. God can't help but be faithful. It's because it's who he is. He is the very definition of faithful. Here are some words that are synonyms for the word faithful. Listen as I read them. To be faithful is to be constant. To be faithful is to be dedicated. To be faithful is to be devoted. It is to be devout. To be faithful is to be loyal. It's to be steadfast. It's to be steady. And it is to be true. Do these words not perfectly describe who our God is? Do these words not speak of his undeniable character? Well, I hope your answer is yes, Pete. Yes, yes, yes. He is constant. He is dedicated. He is steadfast. He is devoted. He is loyal. And he is true. And he is faithful. Before I read the scriptures, I want to first have a look at the words that we have translated into English as faithful in our Bibles. Just, just briefly. You know, the word faithful occurs 78, in 78 verses of scripture in the Old Testament. And it's a rendering of four related Hebrew words, one Aramaic and one Greek. And at least in the Old Testament, the word is closely related uh, to the word believe, which is also a rendering of the same Hebrew word. So believe and faithful are, are, are from the same root. And our first word is aman or haman. And it's the root that underlies all the words translated faithful in our Old Testament. And you know what this word means? It means to, to support or confirm. It's to be supportive and trustworthy. It's the first and commonest Hebrew word translated faithful. And it occurs 20 times, as you can see from the list. And as you can see as well, faithful is not the most common rendering of a man. Um, it is rendered believe or a der derivative twice as often. So you can see the other words, sure, 11 times, establish, seven times, trust, four times, verified, three times, and nursed, twice. And then there's another word translated as faithful in the Old Testament, and it's the word emeth. And it's a contraction of the first word. It's a shortened version of a man, and it's rendered faithful on two occasions. And you know what? As an adverb, it means truly or truth. And a myth is rendered truth 90 times, true 18 times, truly seven times, right three times, and then faithful twice. It is clear that truth is the primary facet of faithfulness required by this adjective. And then we'll move on to the New Testament. And the Greek behind the word faithful in the New Testament is much simpler and far more common. And it's the Greek word pistis. And it's rendered faithful on 50 occasions. And no other Greek word is translated by our English word faithful. Pistosonic occurs 16 other times. And as well as the Hebrew, it's usually a derivative of believe. The definition of pistos is also intriguing in that it, it defines a kind of 
if you imagine a triangle, like, a, like the middle of a triangle between the three previous studies word, studied words, it speaks of someone who has shown themselves trustworthy in the execution of duties. It can also refer to one that is trusting rather than trustworthy. We therefore see that in the Old Testament, the word faithful is a relatively broad term that may emphasize the supporting nature of the action, its persistence, or its veracity. But the New Testament then sharpens the term considerably by blending the three aspects together, requiring someone proven, listen, to be reliable and trustworthy in and by the execution of a given action. Like, why don't we read some well-known passages together and see what the Word has to say about the faithfulness of God? We know these, these verses so well, church, but I don't fear that it hurts to hear them again because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. It's good to put into practice and to be reminded of the faithfulness of the God we serve. So read these with me. Deuteronomy 7, 9. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. 2 Timothy 2, 13. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. Did you hear that? He remains faithful for he cannot deny himself. Psalm 33, 4, for the word of the Lord is upright and all his work is done in faithfulness. All his work is done in faithfulness. Psalm 91, 4, he will cover you with his pinions and under his wings you may seek refuge. Listen, his faithfulness is a shield and bulwark. Into the New Testament, 2 Thessalonians 3, 3, the Lord is faithful who will establish you and guard you from the evil one. What about that for a promise, church? 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Amen. Amen. What another great promise. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful. And he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Psalm 119.90. The psalmist writes, your faithfulness endures to all generations. You have established the earth and it stands fast. 1 Corinthians 1.9. God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Hebrews 10, 23, let us hold fast the confession of our faith without wavering. Why? For he who promised is faithful. Numbers 23, 19, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and will he not do it? Or has he spoken, and will he not make it good? A verse I love, Lamentations 3, 22 to 23, the Lord's loving kindness indeed never, sorry, the Lord's loving kindnesses indeed never cease, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Say it with me. Great is your faithfulness. Say it again. Great is your faithfulness. And Romans 8, 38 to 39. 
For I am convinced that neither life, nor, sorry, death, nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. I want you to go away this evening knowing church and believing church with an unshakable certainty that God is faithful. Let the scriptures speak for themselves. Forget about all that I've said. Focus on the word tonight. The scriptures do speak for themselves. Read them again when you get home and let the truth of the word of God impact your heart and mind in a way it never has before. Church, can I encourage you? Trust his word. Live in the promises of his word. Don't forget to look back. Every single one of us has experienced the faithfulness of God. I know you have. You told me earlier. Just look back and see his hand in your life. Look where he brought you from and where he is. Look where you are tonight. Look where he has got you to right at this very moment. Church, he has been with you this this entire journey called life. Walking with you, protecting you, looking after you, holding on to you, loving you and caring for you. He has been faithful, and he will be faithful. He has been constant, devoted, and dedicated to you, and he will continue to be. Church, he's been loyal. He's been steadfast. He's been true, and that will never change. Can I ask you, has he ever left you or forsaken you? Has he ever left you? Has he ever forsaken you? No, he hasn't. And you know what? That will never change. He will never leave you and he will never forsake you. Why? Because he's faithful. He can't be anything but faithful. You know that he can't be less, any less faithful than he, that he, than he can be any less God. And that's impossible. And this is the God that we serve. This is the God who loved us and gave himself for us. This is the God who leads us through the deepest, darkest valley when we can't see where we're going. This is the Savior who walks beside us through the darkest times of our lives, holding us, guiding us, and watching over us. Jesus, the most faithful one that has ever been or ever will be. Faithful, faithful, faithful. The faithful one, so unchanging. We sing it all the time. James 1.17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Amen. The New Living Translation has it like this. Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God our Father who created all the lights in the heavens Look, church, he never changes or casts a shifting shadow. Do you hear what James said? Did you see those wonderful words? God, our Father, the one who created and upholds all things, he never changes. Put an emphasis on the word never. He never changes, never, ever. Always been faithful, is faithful, and will always be faithful. Church, you can trust him. You can rely on him. You can put your full confidence in the one who never changes. God, we get to call God our Father. Is that not incredible? Our our Father, in whom there is no variableness. 
You know, another meaning of this word variableness is a word we might know better, and it's fickle. Fickleness, we all know what that means, don't we? Thankfully, God is not fickle like we are. What does it mean to be fickle? Well, it means to change frequently, especially in regards to loyalty and affection. I am so glad that God is nothing like us. There's no fickleness in him. We can be irregular. We can be unsteady. We can be impulsive. Well, I know I can. And we can be faithless. We can be disloyal. We can be unfaithful. We can be unpredictable. And we can be undependable. Isn't that a word? Is it independable or undependable? I made it up. But I am so thankful and grateful that God is none of those things. Do you know why? Because he's steady. He's loyal. He is dependable. And most of all, he's faithful. He's faithful. He is constant and he is stable. Church, what would we do without him? Honestly, what would we do without him? How would we survive without this faithful and dependable God? I don't know how I would get through life. Where would we be without his faithfulness in our lives? We'd be lost. We would be in darkness. We would be fumbling about with no light or guidance or direction or anything. We'd be stuck in sickness and the curse of sin. Our lives would be a total mess and we'd be trying to figure everything out on our own. What a mess that would be. What a state our lives would be in. What a state my life would be in. But I am thankful tonight that he is faithful, dependable, and rock steady. There's no shadow there's no turning, there's no change in our great and wonderful God. Two faithful witnesses, church. First, the Word of God, the Holy Scriptures, filled with pages recording His faithfulness. Church, God keeps His promises to His people. God keeps His Word. His Word endures forever. You know, the Word of God is clear in this area. There can be no doubt about it. The Word of God speaks of God's faithfulness on every page. The book that you hold in your hand, possibly tonight, hopefully during the week, is a record of God's faithfulness. And this book shows us the unchanging character of our great and mighty God. And secondly, your life, your journey. Can I encourage you? Just look back. Just turn around and look back. See how God has had his hand upon your life. Even before you trusted him as your Lord and Savior, look back. See all that he has brought you through and where he has brought you to. I promise if you do, you'll see the very hand of God in your life. He kept you. He protected you. He guided you. He directed you. And most of all, he loved you. Look back to the word and to your walk. The word and the walk, two faithful witnesses, and I promise you will see God's faithfulness in all of it. Lamentations 3, 22 to 23. The Lord's loving kindness, I keep doing that. The Lord's loving kindnesses indeed never cease, for his compassions never fail. Stand with me. Come on, up to your feet. They are new. Let's read it together, shall we? The Lord's loving kindnesses indeed never cease, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is 
your faithfulness. Say that last line again. Great is your faithfulness. Do you believe it, church? Are you going out tonight knowing that God is faithful? Knowing that you can rely on him for anything? And don't forget, look back. If you forget, look back and you'll see God's hand in your life. And make sure you have the word open as well and you'll see his faithfulness on every single page, in every book. We're gonna sing.